Hello, welcome to the Future Proof podcast from the north of England with Sarah Hall and Stephen Waddington. We'll be talking about what's hot and what's not on the internet in marketing, the media and public relations. It's that time of the month again. Hello, Sarah. Morning, Stephen. What are we going to talk about? Well, don't do that to me because I haven't got the agenda up in front of me yet. I'm busy Googling. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about can lying. We're going to talk about PR Fest. We're going to talk about the general election. First of all, before we get into anything there, we're going to talk about the fact that we're dating because of the anonymous comment you got on your blog. I got a snarky comment on Friday evening. So let's be explicit. Stephen and I are dating. We are in a relationship. Right, we can move on now and do the professional bit if that's all right. Crack on. Great. So kick us off. Future Proof last week, you were at... PR you, Fest. You were at PR Fest. Yeah. And you had some new research. Yeah, it was just a great festival. And, and let's start by just taking a step back and, and looking at the agenda. Um, Laura Sutherland from Aura PR did another great job. Um, really dynamic two days. And people could book half day or full day or two day tickets. And it worked really well. Thursday, when we were there, um, the morning was really well thought out. So there was a really upbeat presentation by Andy Barr on influencer relations, which was, he's got great pace and humour and he knows his stuff. So that went really well. As opposed to you and I, which are (laughs) slow and dark. The panel that I then shared with a workshop after in terms of, you know, for event organisers, that kind of upbeat presentation panel and then workshop kind of um, format was really successful. But um, I chaired a a panel about diversity and inclusivity, which was really, really interesting. And, you know, many thanks again to those who participated. Um, And we talked about all kinds of things from uh, LGBT to um, unconscious bias to, you know, just how do we become more representative? And that that was really positive with some uh, potential takeouts for, for people who were there, things that they could do back at the ranch. And then you did your bit, didn't you? I did a workshop on influencer relations, which was a little bit of a car crash. He got all panicky because he had a whiteboard which wouldn't rub off and that wasn't in his planning. So we had to get out the big post-its, didn't we? got we? out the big post-its and to be fair, they worked. I think the point of that session was, it contrasted with what Andy Barr was talking about. Andy was talking about influencer relations as a means of engaging for brands. But then I took the conversation a little bit wider said look everything we do in public relations is influencer relations in some form or other we're trying to engage with the stakeholder because of social media it now has this trendy tag instagrammers and twitterers and and youtubers are all over it and are monetizing their audiences Um, and and brands are very very keen to to engage with them Uh, but it's it's much broader than that so we ended up doing an influencer relations workshop with a challenge from uh, someone who was, who was in the room who was wanting to fundraise for, for the Taylor Bennett Association uh, Foundation. Foundation. Taylor Bennett Foundation encourages people from BAME backgrounds to get into to public relations through a series of sort of work placements and scholarships. Uh, has a really, really good program. Um, and with, as a result, we've got, I've got a call on Friday with Sarah Stimson, the um, CEO, to talk about whether we could actually execute the idea. To make it all happen? execute the idea which we came up with which was essentially there are influencers that are going to have the reach that you'd maybe need to to raise a substantial amount of money uh taylor found taylor bennett foundation need about 200k a year to to run their program um and actually what you probably do is want to work with micro influencers uh, and do some sort of crowdsourcing initiative so we're going to continue that conversation Nice. And anyway, sales of huge post-it notes are now going to go through the roof because they were super popular. 
And everybody kept asking me where you got them from. I was like, you turns probably out, stole I, them from work. I, I, <laughs> turns out I'm an influencer for large post-it notes. Who knew? Who knew, exactly. And then, of course, I was back on in the afternoon presenting the latest findings, which was um, basically the, the, the latest take. A future proof, yeah. Um, the latest take on PR as a management discipline and what we need to deliver it as such. Um, but this time with uh, a number of uh, viewpoints of CEOs and basically people at the top of their organisations on, on a very large scale. And people have been through um, significant uh, changes or challenges uh, over the last 12 to 24 months. So, um, you know, people like Ed Stern at the Met Police, um, who, you know, we saw um, handle beautifully the the, uh, the London Bridge attack and, and he saw how the, uh, the force dealt with that. And he talked about how important it is for, for the police force comms team to be, well, my words, absolutely at the top of their game because it all has to be strategically planned and deployed appropriately. And uh, the difference is, um, you know, when you're dealing with, uh, mass fear, um, you know, you can literally save lives by getting that comms piece right. You had comment from Merlin? Yeah, Merlin was great. I was really thrilled to bits with that. So James Crampton, who's the Corporate Affairs Director there, who, um, again, you know, they had this awful smile of crash at Alton Towers. And um, their, their CEO led from the front, Nick Varney, um, very impressive way of handling what is, you know, possibly the worst thing that can happen to an organization um, and he talked about again how important it is that you know p- people live and breathe authentic communications so there's a few in there I mean it's a, it's a great deck and, there's uh, a comment from Telefonica there's someone from the International Paralympics Olympics Committee committee who yeah. had a hell of a um, Olympics last year yeah. uh, with three potential crisis events uh, you can go and read actually go and read about this I've, I've relayed the story that that um, Sarah told during a, a presentation, and you know, tied public relations back to to the work of Professor Anne Gregory and Tim Travis Healy in his in, credo, yeah, yeah, in helping organisations engage with their publics in the broadest sense. Should we give your blog a plug? Wads.co.uk for those who haven't discovered it yet. Please don't leave any sarky comments. <laughs> no, we had that. We've dealt with that though. Or abusive anonymous comments. Yeah, well, if you it's can't put cool, your name kids. to it, it's not cool. If you can't put your yeah. name to it, if you want to be rude to me, pick up the phone. <laughs> I'll do it face to face I do it regularly <laughs> right is public relations coming of age can actually we're jumping on from PR Festival PR Festival is a brilliant festival lots and lots of energy cracking job done done by Laura Sutherland so hope it comes back for a, a third year next year but we're, we're from there straight into can and it seems you that guys are doing good aren't you Ketchum's doing alright yeah, yeah we've got shortlisted for 17 uh, lines let's hope you win one but <laughs> <laughs> let's that could be a bit so. awkward, couldn't it? Let's hope so. Ooh, number let's, 16, this let's, has got to be it. Let's get this podcast out before the, the announcements tonight. Oh, is um, it? But no, generally across the board, across all categories actually, public relations are uh, featuring highly. Really upbeat it's article. about time. A really upbeat article from, from PR Week today saying, come on, it's about time. Yeah. Um, partly about our confidence, I think, partly about the broader definition of public relations and its ability and to And understanding though, I just think also, and the way that awards criteria are put together, that's important too. Yeah, Lions is a bit special because it focuses on, in, uh, on creativity and we've always been, well, you know, we've had a chip. We've been a bit chippy because creative agencies, ad agencies, uh, experiential agencies have, have seemingly outperformed us. 
Uh, but it's maybe this is still the year we're back. Still a little bit. I don't think it's we've um, been anywhere. I just think it's who gets the attention because who's got the budgets. But anyway, that's being addressed so, and it's looking good. Yeah, I shout out for uh, Eco actually because um, um, Eco for the last three or four years has had a, um, a, a tent at tent at Cannes uh, and done its bit to promote our discipline. Uh, acted as a bit of a cheerleader. Francis Ingham as a cheerleader. What do we think? I'd love to see him with pom-poms. I'd love to see Yeah, I'd love to see him in a tutu. Oh, I'm not even going to say anything about this guy. I knew you were going to go there as soon as I saw your face. No. But the House of PR, if you're in Cannes, go and check it out. Um, yeah, Eco, I think, has done a great job in campaigning, doing PR for public relations, for public relations, for goodness sake, uh, and, and, you know, put us on the map at uh, Cannes, and let's hope that delivers in lines for our profession, not just for Ketchum, but for the whole piece. Wonderful. You feel better for that? <laughs> I do feel better for that. Let's talk about the general election. We got the result. What we a result. After. Did we get the result we were after? Yeah, I think The general so. election in the UK, for, for anyone that's listening. Outside of here, on the other side of the pond. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think we did get the result we wanted. I think, for me, as a Labour Party... Um, card, Activist. Well, yeah. Member. Um, and member, yeah. I think... You know, Jeremy Corbyn winning was was always going to be a step too far. Bearing in mind he had didn't really have full party support, and certainly not the mainstream media. Um, so this actually was uh, the best I'd secretly hoped for, and didn't think we were going to get. So um, I'm pretty much overjoyed. And I think you know the way things are playing out at the moment um, is positioning uh, Corbyn extremely well for if a snap election yeah, is. is uh, yeah, I think autumn. Yeah. Do you? I'll I'll put some money on it. In fact, I'm going to do that. I'm going to put some money on a snap election at Autumn. Snap election, okay. Uh, yeah, because the UK is in a... The, so the government's in a... Well, have we got a government, first of all? I mean, Well, so we still haven't got an uh, alliance with the... Theresa May is trying to, do a, trying to do a, a deal, deal with, with the, the devil. DUP. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, we'll see what happens, but I don't really like their party policies and ideas. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, so there, was an inter- there was a really interesting question, actually, at, at PR Fest, wasn't there, about, how, you know, what given that that we are it it looks like we might be entering an era where in the political sphere at least where you know uh, 21st century points of view uh, acceptable points of view are going to take a step backwards to you know what does that mean for communication mm. oh, that was a really clever framed question actually well, well look at trump he's a master of that it's just more, more like anybody's opinion now is valid you can have yeah. an opinion but there's also because of social media there's a platform for it yeah. and actually to be fair mainstream media often pick it up because they know it's you know it's good good tv good fodder yeah um what a car crash for theresa may there what went wrong there i mean coming well, out two, there's two things for me uh, one, she wanted to step away from the nasty party, so they deliberately made it around an individual, you know, so... Her profile. Yeah, her profile, so it's all about Theresa May. Then Versus Theresa Corbyn. May, yeah, you know, t- then Theresa May wasn't particularly accessible, certainly not with media, when that's bitten her now that the election's finished, although she kind of managed to carry it at the time. And she's just, she just seems to have absolutely no empathy, and it's just completely inauthentic. And then you contrast that with someone who was actually going around on grassroots level... You know, talking to people, we saw Grenfell Tower the other day. I mean, the picture's straight off. Him there with the people who'd managed to make Corbyn. it out and residents, yeah. Um, hold it, like, you know, holding them um, while, they, you know, while they were reading policy documents together. And then she's surrounded by, you know, security people. Coppers. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's just, I mean, it's completely stark. It is very stark. stark. It yeah. is really, really stark. So I think you saw that play out in the, um, in the election itself because... 
you know, well, sat where we are in 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 time map today, you know. You're upgrading us a little bit. We're not quite time map. We're not far. We're not far away. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> Theresa May visited the constituency. Oh, it's time of constituency. Campaigning. Yeah. And uh, it was very carefully stage managed in front of an audience of Conservative Party members. So basically, my Facebook friends messaged me and said, Theresa May's apparently in time out. Does anybody know where she is? And nobody, no, we couldn't no track one her down. Knew. Yeah. Which is extraordinary given how well connected you are. Yeah. Until. Thanks. Not to Tories. Oh, oh you actually get. <laughs> no, not to Tories, admittedly. <laughs> not to but Tories. usually we would have found someone. There's so, always a sneaky one in there somewhere. So you contrast that with. Corbyn, who came up... Gate said rally. Came up to the... Not actually to the constituency, but he came up to the northeast after um, after the... To be fair, the Chronicle called him out. But he did come up, and he... he 10,000 people turned up. Yeah, all stood outside chanting his name. Yeah. Of, uh, around the stage. It's uh, incredible. Absolutely incredible. And, and you saw that play out online as well, just the way the... Well, because you remember you were um, receiving... Uh, I mean, you yeah. Can, so I get. You I complained get, initially, didn't you, about the lack of comms? But then it got very. It yeah, got it was really, awful really good. at the very beginning. Which, fair enough, they weren't expecting the snap election. But to be honest, any good comms team should have planning scenario in place. And like that, I was pretty appalled at the start. But actually, they got really good, and they sent out plenty of information about what was happening, where, how, very practical steps about how to get involved. And it was interesting. So when I was actually doorstepping. Um, it was really interesting around the coastal area where I live and that there was no Tory candidate to be seen. What they were doing is spending their money on... Um uh, Facebook ads. Facebook ads, but not just that. They'd done um, wraparounds of the local free sheets. Yeah. Um, but all in a really terrible way. So it looked a bit like a cheap okay wrapper. And people were absolutely appalled by it. They were, they were offended. And actually, I was talking to a friend who works for the News Guardian, which is my main local free sheet. And he said they'd had a ridiculous number of complaints about it. Yeah. And they felt I it was imbalanced. But obviously, they can, you know, it's advertising. They can take money. Yeah, I saw Stuart yeah. Bruce posted a picture of the local paper in Blackpool I apologize I completely forget the name of it um, but uh, similar deal they had a half page below the fold on a front page um, ad um, but the editor clearly was having none of it because he'd done a, a, a blinding uh, criticism uh, of, of the party above the fold no as, I think it was no job losses or something yeah are there been job losses to or something uh, yeah so you know yeah. What but I think the other thing to come approach. back to messaging and the approach I do think um, it's not always just about the underdog I do think when it comes to general elections people like more upbeat messaging and I think the I think the Conservative Party and of course I'm biased came across uh, both arrogant and complacent um, you know they didn't cost their manifesto they, they you know obviously the advisors that Theresa May was listening to what she wasn't listening to the wider team when there were concerns so for example about the you know dementia tax um, you know that was complacent in terms of that was seen to hit their core demographic of voters in terms of the, the, the you know over 50s I just think they were just she was so like so determined and so so complacent about how well their strength the strength of position that they didn't really consider uh, any alternative to, to winning and then of course you've got someone like Corbyn who is also very aware that we do have um, you know these younger people who are not getting out and voting and they didn't and Tories didn't spend hardly any money in trying to get people out to vote and the Lab and Labour Party spent an awful lot doing that and a lot of their messaging was please just get out and vote just vote and it wasn't even you know uh, policy related mm. and I think there's, so there's two more things there for me right uh, and your money's on a snap election. Yeah. So you're continuing to campaign. 
I'll get back out there for sure. Yeah, it's very happening. So uh, my first experience of door stopping with you, uh, and uh, it's extraordinary actually. Uh, had some really really good conversations. Now you you maybe have um, you know well I had an inbuilt prejudice that uh, you get abuse and hassle. Oh, people wouldn't talk to you. They shut the door. It's astonishing how many people want to chat to you. People want to chat. Yeah, I was really surprised about that. Um, So yeah, so good experience all round really. Um, There you go, public relations people need to go and engage with the public. I do think that, and if you're a politics student, again, do the same. Yeah, yeah, because otherwise, how how can you, um, well, how can you understand the public? I just, I was fascinated by it. I do think it's something that any PR student and any PR person should do at least once. Yeah, once. At least once. Surely we should do it every time we get a brief. Well, yeah, that depends on the brief, doesn't it? But no, in terms of general elections, understanding how that works and yeah. actually talking face to face with people, if we're advising people on how to communicate with their audiences, we should be doing we have it. to communicate, right? Huh. Okay. <laughs> 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 I like it that. Uh, <laughs> What's next? Mary Mika. Do you not want to do Who Targets Me? Is it kind of related? I would so Who Targets Me. There was a, there, actually there's a um, brilliant uh, series of projects. Uh, run out of Newspeak House in um, in East London, um, focused around um, focused around hacking the election. Actually, it wasn't a hacking the election, but it was it was technologists, communicators, marketers, um, trying to figure out better ways of creating technology and putting uh, information in in the hands of the voting public to help them be better informed so there's a whole series of projects um and uh, run by a guy called ed, ed spacera uh, sorry if i pronounced your name wrong ed um who, who basically m- let space let, made us a, a free space available uh, at newspeak house and and you know there's a bunch of projects came out uh, of this incredible six-week period in the run-up to the election, so there was uh, things like you know tools to help people vote tactically. There was this tool that you uh, that you uh, you just mentioned, who targets me, that basically allowed people to track how they were being targeted on on Facebook. You know, one of the because at the moment that escapes legislation, doesn't it? You can actually, for example, the Tories were well, no. So, so a party must disclose how it the amount of money it's spending on advertising to the electoral commission, and it's you know it has to do that. But there's the, also an issue about content, though. It's but, not just about that. But you could anybody can can off their own back put ads on Facebook. Uh, but whatever content on billboards and in papers and on the media and everywhere else is is subject to scrutiny so that's the other thing so if, it, you, know, if you don't see if, it if if an ad's created on the fly and yeah if if it uh, this if, is an area which is unregulated at the present so it's, it it's is doubly important yeah. Yeah. so so who targets me was a brilliant project um data was crowdsourced uh as well so so um amalgamated and, and wrapped up so um, they were able to monitor right the way across the 650 constituencies in the UK how different parties were using um, using advertising, and, and I think that's a really really important conversation for the future of democracy. It's a black space because of the lack of because of the lack of disclosure because of the lack of transparency. Uh, and it's really and, you and also the fake those, news thing. You know, yeah. you could literally target anybody with any old thing that's completely substantiated. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, what and people don't necessarily. What really should what happen is Twitter, Facebook, and Google should have some sort of register of who's advertising and the content they are, and clearly they don't. Um, so yeah, watch the space. I think the electoral commission will. Well, I hope the electoral commission, after the election, as part of their wrap up, will um, look at that and we'll see uh, future legislation because uh, it's much needed. But anyway, you know that and there were a whole number of. Of projects came out of Newspeak House. Mary Mika. Yes, you're going to give another <laughs> plug for your blog because you did a piece on this, so we didn't so we didn't have to read the full. That's thing. basically most of the content for these podcasts comes from my blog. Shut up! No, you it should doesn't. get blogging. Yeah. Yeah. I'll find me five minutes in the day. That'll be great. Uh, Mary Mika published a report uh, every year. She she's a venture capitalist. Um, analyst come venture capitalist uh, works for Climate per- Perkins um, every year around June publishes a report um, it's a summary mashup of, of data from around the internet um, about the internet worldwide she publishes it for a conference in the US called Recode um, and you know it's one this year it's 350 odd pages long monster document every year it's something that you know professional communicators internet anyone interested in the internet technologies jump on because it's just a really really good summary synthesis uh, of of content from around the internet so you know some of the highlights yes I did blog about it I pulled out about 15 things you know this sort of data is the is the kind of information that should be at the heart of any planning activity to inform campaigns to inform yeah, so from the identification free... of publics and to inform, you know, yeah. how people are, are using different media. From free tools to user-generated content to all sorts, it's 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 a useful roundup, Stephen. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to know some highlights, Sarah? I'll um, read the blog. <laughs> <laughs> so she says, by twenty twenty six, everyone in the world is going to be connected to the internet. At the moment, about fifty percent of us are there. She says, we are continuing to, I mean, no shit Sherlock, some of this, but um, we're continuing to use the internet more and more. So now a a citizen in the US consumes the internet for 5.6 hours a day, and that's growing about 5% year on year. Mika says, uh, smartphone growth has stalled because we've reached the position where almost everyone in the world who needs a smartphone has one. Um, and so we're only ever going to see incremental growth in, in that market. There's a whole load of other stuff in there. Um, you know, the switch from from the dominance of internet, uh, sorry, dominance of tele-advertising is a format to, to internet uh, advertising. We're reaching that point this year. Um, stuff about return on investment and measurement, ad blocking, um, UGC, uh, things she highlights as, as, as hot. Uh, for 2017-2018 our voice recognition technology something that we talked about so Google Home, Siri, um, Alexa Alexa. Uh, image recognition, artificial intelligence Um, yeah so tons and tons of stuff I I did hack it down to 15 points in a handy blog post which I will signpost people to excellent Um, really good so every year she pulls out a really interesting she she takes a sort of sideways view, views of technology and looks at how uh, consumer behavior is, is changing. And one of the highlights in that area this year was doormen as full men, uh, which I thought was quite 
uh, love that, quite interesting. You? Yeah, I did just because I, I know you go down to our post room at Omnicom on Bankside and, um, you know, around about 11 o'clock when the Amazon man turns up. Click and collect. We've got the same stacks thing. Of you just stuff. like the expression. Nobody knows what you're talking about. You What's just click and collect? Where you do exactly the thing, you choose the location where you're going to collect something if you're not in the house. Okay, so this is... 2017, Steve. <laughs> post office do it so for you as well, you know. Post office do that. Sainsbury's do, do it. Sainsbury's do yeah, that. Yeah, so I want to order something from Argos or from anywhere, really, that will right. off there. It's a nice bit of innovation, isn't it, to solve that, you know, people have got to go out to work problem. Yeah, have a life thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, modern technology. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> right, shall we wrap up? We wrap yeah. up with a tip. Have you got a tip? You do this to me every time. I do, yeah. Okay, I've, I've got two. I've, I've got, got two. a really good one. One, Go on. it's strawberry picking season. Get yourself out there. <laughs> Number two, follow the hashtag inspired by can because obviously we talked about that earlier and uh, that'll hopefully inspire creativity in everything we do this week. How's that for you? Yeah, love PR is another um, another good hashtag uh, from we the, love PR. We love PR. Sorry from the from the eco team. Yeah. And your tip? Uh, my tip. So I've discovered a new app um, that I want to show you. Right. All right. What this... what kind of app is it? <laughs> this makes me nervous. No. So this is you know we talk about artificial intelligence and we talk about photo recognition and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've spotted on. Twitter this morning someone talking about this app sorry I can't remember who um, but it's uh, it's a piece of kit that's designed for um, blind people it's called AI Poly AI Poly and um, you point it at something and it will tell you what that thing is that's amazing. so it's using uh, really really clever uh, recognition photo recognition then speech synthesis to tell you what stuff is so That's if really i clever. switch it on and point it at something it's not nice loud font as well isn't it oh you just turned it off is it? Mouse. there we go does it recognize me girlfriend i'm not sure <laughs> oh is that right something you need sarah to tell me let's have a chat <laughs> sarah we need Laptop to talk isn't right. it good? Are you going to play with this all day? <laughs> that's not a fan. That's a microphone. But <laughs> no, it's not a fan. <laughs> but isn't that a new piece of kit? Oh, of a joke. Let's turn it off. Let's turn yeah, it off. turn it off. And people wonder why I need to download the meditation app Calm sometimes. I'm like, oh. But isn't that a neat Send piece help. kit? It's, yes, it's, it's clever. Yes, so it's, it's showing smart. how you know photo recognition with really power. There must be some incredible. Uh, graphics uh, sorry image recognition in there with AI to figure out what you know what stuff is then it's doing it in real time and telling you what it is and yeah no it's not perfect it doesn't recognize you as a person uh, and it thought the microphone was a fan but you know give it a break give it a break it's getting there it's it's a really really good start um, I think we. Right, can you put it down now? Yeah, I can't yeah. Put it down. you do have to do. Um, some I, I, we, we, I think we're about we're we're, we're, done. we're about to hit. Uh, no, it's a scary place actually. Not a scary place, but an interesting place with pub, pub, public discourse around image recognition. Because you know it's pretty clear that already. Um, well, this is where the Google Glasses thing came in, isn't well, it? Well, people can re- technology can recognise who people are. We we've seen that you know where. Um, through Facebook someone in your through tagging how you know um, Facebook will 
suggest people. Well, your iPhone to... orders your photos for you. By right. Face. Yeah. So, so if that technology was unlocked and released on the public at large on the internet, um, you know, we've got a serious, serious, serious privacy discussion to have. Uh, I just think you know, it's, it's it's a discussion that hasn't yet hit the public consciousness, but but no doubt will. Right, we're off strawberry picking. <laughs> have a lovely day, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Future Proof Podcast with Sarah Hall and Stephen Waddington. You can follow Sarah on Twitter at Hallmeister, that's H-A-L-L-M-E-I-S-T-E-R, and Stephen at Wads, W-A-D-D-S. For more information about Future Proof, visit futureproofingcoms.co.uk. Until next time, see you on the internet.